Hey there, motorsports fans, and welcome to another episode of the NRL Show. I am your host, Lainey. We share with you our tips and previews for round 22 of the NRL season, and on the show, we are all champing at the bit to see which teams will make finals. In this episode, we look back at what we consider were outstanding and also subpar performances of round 21, and we look forward to round 22. The New Zealand Warriors have the bye for this round and can look forward to a rest after their tight win over the Canberra Raiders at Mount Smart Stadium. So with eight matches ahead, we'll preview those matches for the show. We hope you enjoyed all the football viewing and we saw some upsets in the past round. Hope your team wasn't fodder for some of those teams looking to make a statement to save their season. So most of our listeners know that the NRLW season is underway and it's the Women in League round with five matches for round two. We'll be providing a very quick round of our tips for the NRLW matches this week, which you will hear towards the end of the episode. Therefore, we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports NRL show. Um, on the panel, we have Emma, Lachlan and Gabby. Lachlan, you look as though you're back to normal time zone adjustment. How are you? Yeah, great. Thanks. Still a bit tired, but I think just regular tired now. So jet lag in the past, which is very nice. How are you doing, Lainey? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. It's been an interesting past week of football, I'll tell you that. Um, Emma, your team, the Cowboys, just riding their competition like it's the rodeo and the rest are amateurs. How are you doing? Yeah, how good. I am pretty stoked. Hopefully we can keep it up for the rest of the season. Excellent. Uh, And returning after a perfect round and off the bench, we have Gabby. How are you, Gabby? We missed you last week. I am so good. Probably not as good as I want to be after Melbourne's shock loss to the Knights, but we'll talk about that later. So we're all counting down to finals and round 21 of the NRL of NRL football is over and we've got eight matches ahead. It feels actually great to have everyone back. There was a lot of football last round with NRL, NRLW, FIFA, Rugby Union. There was a cricket. So, yeah, it was actually a bit of sport um, for, I think, a lot of people to watch. Look, when you actually mentioned last week about some of the poor viewer rates in the first match of round 20 with all the sport on Thursday night. Now, I did watch that match. Um, quite entertaining, as you predicted. I think I was trying to help out the ratings for that particular match. Now, I know, Gabby, you weren't here last week, but we three put in some what we thought appropriate tips, although um, I was a bit gung-ho with mine. Gabby, I think you would have tipped the storm for sure, like we all did. But um, how about that game from disappointment? <laughs> we will talk about that later. Lachlan, you came out with a score of three. I'm sorry, <laughs> which, which is probably the lowest. I, I think we we were all just sort of surprised by the Titans and by the storm. Now, I think we were hoping for something to happen. I had four. Um, um, I think it was the fluke with the dragons. But actually, Emma, you got five out of eight. So well done. Well done to you. You were the the correct person who tipped Manly <laughs> while well, um, Lachlan and I went for the Sharks. Who knew Manly had it in them? Any comments about your uh, your awesome round? Uh, yeah, that game um, started out thinking they were doing really well in the last sort of 10 minutes. <laughs> holding my breath a bit there. Um, as you can imagine, it was pretty intense in my household, but uh, they managed to hang on somehow. <laughs> Still a bit of a shock, I guess. Yeah, they did pretty well. Oh, I I think, yeah, we were all a bit shocked. <laughs> but you actually took them for the upset, but well done you. So as we usually do, let's do a quick round of uh, team or player best performance. Um, I'll start with you, Gabby. 
I had Penrith win against the Bulldogs. I thought it was um, it was good to watch. It was entertaining. And I have Brian Toto in particular, and I think it's purely just based on his post-try celebrations. I thought they were worthy of a mention. What about you, Em? Who have you got? Yeah, I was going to pick Manly, but then that last sort of towards the end of that game, I was they just, I don't know, just fell off a cliff there. So I'm going to go basic and say the Cowboys <laughs> pretty stoked with another win there and even better that it was against the Eels. What about you, Lachlan? I think I'm going to go with Newcastle. Um, they've kind of snuck their way into some form here recently and suddenly they're right on the edge of the eight. So, yeah, very important win against Melbourne. Kind of shows their potential against, you know, any team in the comp really if they're um, awake, I guess, on their day. Lainey, what did you think? All good calls by everyone. Um, I, I agree with all of you. I thought Knights was a great shout. Uh, surprising, but a shout out to the Roosters from me. Uh, they went over the Titans. So that was the final score of 36-18 in the Gold Coast. And the Roosters heard all the chat and all the criticism from punters and from us. Um, I know we've been regularly pointing them out to be a bit of a disappointment and they know their season's over, but, you know, they came out to really capitalise on um, Tino missing from the side uh, and to get that win. So who knows? This could be the Roosters trying to make, I don't know, an attempt to salvage their season so they're not so low on the ladder. Um, But, yeah, shout out to them for their uh, victory. All right. Thank you all. So those were our best performances and standouts. What were your under par or underwhelming uh, performances for the round? I'll start with you, Lachlan. I think despite the late fight back, I'm going to say Cronulla. Uh, you can't, um, for a top eight team, you can't really be doing that against Manly who, you know, haven't been consistently performing themselves. So I think that's a really worrying result for the Sharks that game. And I'll be interested to see how they bounce back over the next few weeks coming into the finals, hopefully, for them. That's a good shot. Um, I'm going to say the Storm just because I think it was such a shock for me that um, that they could lose to the Knights. I know that the Knights have been finding some form at times during the season, but it still really surprises me. And I did say last week that uh, I thought Gabby would be flying to the moon again if that happened. So, um, yeah, I'm wondering, is that what you're going to do, Gabby? Yes, well, I had Melbourne too, and I listened to that episode just before the game. I was like, oh, and things I'll fly to the moon if the Knights win. And it was like I was in a fever dream watching Melbourne absolutely get annihilated. And I was like, well, guess I'm off to the moon. It's It was hard to believe. It was hard to watch. But we digress. We move on. Lainey, who was your worst? Please don't say Melbourne. I think, I think yeah, I did actually have Melbourne. Um, I also had yeah. the Sharks. But I'm actually going to single out a player. Um, I'm probably going to say, even though he was on the winning side, I thought the worst player was Martin Tolpa'ul from the Broncos for that awful, awful running ability of his where he's lifting his knees, even though he knows that's not on. Apparently, he's been told many times to stop doing it. And I just think, how many times do you need to be told? And knowing that he's Samoan, and I'm Samoan, and what our parents tell us, you know, they say you shouldn't be told more than, you know, once. So, you know, I'm sorry, Marty, but... Rain it in. You're a veteran. You've been in this game a bit long and now you're um, suspended and now you're just making it harder for your team to stay at the top. If, yeah. Anyway, that was my worst performance uh, for the round. So we are in round 22. It's getting close and the last round of footy showed us that there are some clubs out there just trying to ruin the finals dreams of several teams or only now coming into their form. Well, they say good things take time, and I doubt any of those clubs that were showing up on the weekend thought it was a good thing. Only one bye this week, and that's for the Warriors. Enjoy the rest, fellas. I was pretty nervous in that game after I talked of a big preview how the Warriors were going to be clean with it. Surprisingly, 
their under-19s team that played the curtain raiser for that match. The Warriors also ended the game with a win and with the same final score of 21-20 over the Raiders. Who knew, right? Maybe there was just copy and paste. So a shout-out to the Auckland Fano that showed up to their matches and with some of the best signs and support of their team I've seen for a while um, at NRL uh, matches. So if you get the chance to check them out, they are very funny. All right, so let's get into the matches ahead. There's lots to cover this week. And uh, the first match on Thursday... Sitting at number two on the ladder, the Brisbane Broncos Broncos for the first match of the round will be hosting the Sydney Roosters at the Gabba. The Roosters are sitting at number 12 on the ladder, and while they accept that their season is over, the Broncos will be looking to show just how serious they are to make Emma's dream come true for a grand final spot. So both the Broncos and the Roosters are coming off wins in the last round. The Broncos showed some strength as they defeated the South Sydney Rabbitohs, and we all had hopes that we would see Latrell Mitchell take to the field so we could finally see who was the better fullback between him and Rhys Walsh. Well, didn't happen. In this matchup against the Roosters, we already saw the Reese Lightning effect in origin. None of us are talking about the Tedesco matchup for this. However, the Roosters were able to improve their reputation with a win over the Gold Coast Titans. So for the teams, uh, for the Brisbane Broncos, Thomas Flegler is a big inclusion for the Broncos because he returns from that foot injury he sustained in origin. Therefore, Kenan Balassia will start on the bench um, and with Flegler's return. Dane Mariner will be starting on the wing following the suspension of Jesse Arthurs. Look, if I'm going to point out another bad player, there's certainly someone that needs to review their uh, tackling techniques. Uh, so that was a suspension of Jesse Arthurs, while Brennan Piakura joins the pack in place of Martin Talpa'u, who's now been banned for three games. So for the Roosters, there hasn't been too much of a change to the lineup. So Sinbin favourite and hamstrung Victor Radley returns to the Roosters side at lock. If you didn't get my reference earlier, he actually had some tightness in the hamstring, hence why he was missing last week. And with Radley back on the side, that means Nathan Brown will start on the bench and Siwa Wong, he'll head back to the extended reserve squad. So after replacing Jake Turpin on the side last week, Mr. Cheese, Brandon Smith, he'll be starting as hooker. Uh, it will actually be quite interesting to see how he performs this week as there's been a lot of banter in past weeks about him, including on our own show um, about what he has been as an investment for the, cl- uh, for the club and even others making comments about him sharing a laugh with ex-Storm teammates post-match. I personally don't care so long as Brandon can do on the field uh, what it is that he's supposed to do. He knows what his job is because that's what he's called it, a job. All right. So when I look at these two teams side by side, look, I cannot really take away from the fact that the Broncos are really on top of the ladder and proving, you know, in past weeks and in past rounds and with the squad that they've got, they've really, really set here um, heading towards a grand final. The Roosters, even though they had that win last week um, over Titans, it's kind of like what you say, Emma, you can't really take too much from that win because the Titans didn't have exactly a full strength squad and like some of their key players that they're relying on weren't there someone might say that it was an easy win for the roosters you know they may say that i don't know i mean like i in in other words i guess i'm just trying to say it felt like a little bit of a flip for the Roosters. So, and the Broncos have continued to show that, you know, there are no flukes in their squad, you know, with Reynolds at the helm, you know, with his game management 
and even with being able to pull out wins on you know at away games and with you know even with their key players missing they do have a lot of depth in that team and they certainly know how to work well together to get great attack and very good defense so for this particular match it feels pretty easy for me to tip the broncos to be winner and they are the favorite in this match i think they're going to come away with big smiles on their faces um after that match at the gather yeah, I agree. I'm going for Broncos 100%. I don't see the Roosters being able to back it up twice in a row. And um, yeah, the Broncos are still looking really good to me. So it's Broncos for me. What about you, Gabby? Yeah, definitely the Broncos. I think they're just winning. So like they make it look simple. And I think backing up what you said, Lainey, about the Roosters, it's almost like we need a little bit more proof before we can take them seriously this year and I think it's almost a little bit too late but good on them for the win um they needed it but yeah it's an easy Broncos pick for me this week Lachlan who are you guys I'm also going for the Broncos pretty much all the reasons already laid out if I'm a Roosters fan though I'm watching this with a bit of um nervous excitement I think because I think this is a real opportunity for the Roosters they're only two points outside the eight I don't think their season's done just yet and I think they haven't had the opportunity to build on a win in a while. So if I yeah, if I'm the Roosters, I'm thinking, okay, maybe, maybe we can just build off of that and pull off a big surprise win over the top team. And then suddenly we have all this momentum heading into the final weeks. And yeah, I, I don't think that's too distant of a possibility, to be honest. But yeah, I think the Broncos. Do you think that the Roosters will be able to climb up higher than the Knights and Souths, who are ahead of them on the table, though? I think they could if they win this. I don't think they're going to win this, but if they do, then they might just uh, start seeing things fall their way. I don't know. They are still the Roosters. I'm still struggling with the idea of them missing the eight. So. When was the last time they had a um, wooden spoon finish? Was it a couple of years ago? Or is my memory betraying me? Outside the finals? Yeah, sorry. Would have been a long time ago. For as long as I can remember, they've always been there. That's the standard that the Roosters kind of have. I don't know. Lachlan, you're the stats man. In 2016. Uh, thanks, Lachlan. Um, thank you for checking up on that stat. And thanks, everyone, as well. Um, I'll be interested to see whether the Roosters are able to pull something out and actually beat Broncos. Uh, I'm not sure, but maybe. Radley's playing. He might get binned. They might lose. Who knows? The usual. So on Friday at 6 o'clock in Tamworth at Scully Park, the West Tigers will be hosting the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Both teams are on the regional circuit for this round and both coming off a loss. The Tigers are at the bottom of the table, uh, looking like the favourites to take the wooden spoon after their last match against the Dragons, battling to stay off the bottom. And the Rabbitohs are currently ninth on the ladder and will be looking for a victory to stay in the top eight. Lachlan, the Tigers are no one to pounce when you least expect it. And it seems to be the trend to upset some teams that face these lower teams, um, usually coming into these matches with a bit of arrogance. Is it likely that the Bunnies will have that same attitude and be surprised by your Tigers? Oh, I don't think so. I think the the Bunnies have a lot to play for this week and I don't think their coach will let them come in with any any sort of cockiness. This game is really all about the bunnies. They're right on the edge of the eight. Uh, there's, you know, we're coming into our final month of regular season footy and, uh, yeah, it's just every single game is going to matter for them now. Whereas the Tigers, I think they're pretty much set on that wooden spoon. And, yeah, I think it's, it's okay. Footy fans, um, attention slips from them a little over the, 
the next few weeks. But one thing the Tigers do do well is their games to Tamworth. They've been bringing it out there for quite a while. So, yeah, hopefully a big crowd gets out. The Bunnies, they're coming off that loss to the Broncos. Like Gabby said, they're just kind of doing it a bit easy there, the Broncos. But 36-20, Latrell Mitchell's been named to return this week again after he was named to return last week and then was a late withdrawal. And then Jed Cartwright replaces uh, Talis Duncan on the bench. And there's also a little bit of a shuffle in the Bunnies starting forwards. But, yeah, nothing too significant for them. The Tigers have, yeah, all secured the spoon after that loss to the Dragons, 18-14, to but they've got uh, a number of big ins for this week. So that's Luke Brooks, Charlie Staines, Sean Bloor all coming back from injuries or sickness. So that means Tommy Talau misses out on the 17, as does Brandon Wakeham. So that's a Brooks and Laurie halves pairing, and Will Smith holds on to a bench spot. And so does the inexperienced Atasi James. A bit more of a familiar Tigers lineup with those names back in, but still definitely not something I was expecting at the start of the year. I think the Bunnies, they need to bounce back from that loss just to show that they can't be impacted by, you know, those little setbacks, especially coming in, you know, into these last few rounds. And I think they really need to put a score on the Tigers. And I think they might struggle to do that, but should win in, I think, fairly comfortably. Bunnies by maybe. Two or three tries. Firstly, Lachlan, I don't think the Tigers will get the wooden spoon. Um, I think the Dragons will get that. I'm still going to fight that. Um, The Tigers are just far better than the Dragons. I'm going to go the Bunnies this week, but I'm just throwing it out there. Does Latrell Mitchell keep being named and then keep being withdrawn as like a somewhat of a tactic? Um, Em, do you want to expand on that? Yeah, I think so, 100%. I, I don't reckon he's been ready for a while and I think it's way more serious than they said like just this has been going on from like forever now like even in origin name him don't name him like it's I think they're just trying to yeah make people think make the other team think that he's going to be out there and make them be planning on all weekend being out there and (laughs) he never will be but I don't know maybe this will be the week that he comes back either way whether he's there or not I I don't see the Tigers winning, but I would love to be proved wrong because if they can keep the Bunnies away from getting back in the top eight, it means that Cowboys will hopefully stay in there. So go the Tigers, but, yeah, I don't see it. Uh, I'm going to go the Tigers. <laughs> if there's an upset, why not? I'm going to go this way for it. I uh, messaged my mate Sav um, and I said, you know, are there any comments, um, you know, I should share? And he says, self-defense and errors cost us matches. We need to fix our ball handling errors next week and turn it around within the last five games. It's either the end or the beginning of the South's home run. Look, he's quite right. And I do agree with him. But um, if I know Sav, he'll be saying, well, why didn't you go for Souths? But I'm going for Tigers this time. I kind of feel like the um, the women's FIFA team like took a leaf out of the rabbitos by not naming Sam Curtin until you know I mean like very very last minute is it kind of bizarre and when I heard it I thought oh this is a bit like you know Latrell Mitchell for the Souths I see where this is going much like you guys I've never been convinced about Latrell being ready um all season and I don't know if it's just a tactic whether they thought that it was going to help them if anything when you get on the field and you see that you know, their best player, and, and I say best in air quotes because I've, I'm never really convinced that Latrell's the best player because we've even talked about on the show that he's very sort of on or off when he wants to be in matches and he's often missing. Um, like there aren't too many matches where when I think about other fullbacks, 
in the competition but you know I'm sitting there going oh did they actually play um I probably think that more about someone like Latrell um but yeah whatever difference he's going to make to the side to help their chances with staying um in the top eight to get to finals you know great for them if um he does come through but I'm going to go for Tigers for this only because I feel like they deserve it more themselves for this game I don't know about that but I think the Tigers will take it any support really at this point (laughs) well I mean the Tigers have some of the most loyal fans I've ever seen Lachlan um you know, they all still turn out in big numbers to um, Leichhardt, you know, and to all the matches and support. And, like, I see what it's like on Twitter. But, like, South's fans, the moment there's something that's gone wrong, they just rubbish their team quickly. But Tigers fans are like, that's okay, we'll build on this and we'll get better. Like, there's always this optimism um, that comes through. And I love that loyalty about the Tigers, which is why I like going for the Tigers. That might be our problem. Hey, maybe we should be criticising them. <laughs> maybe we'll do nice. Take I a leaf out of South's book. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Lachlan. I'll be watching that game all the same. <laughs> and cheering for the Tigers. All right. So the primetime slot on Friday is perhaps for you, Gabby, the couples match with you backing the Melbourne Storm and your boyfriend being the hardcore Parramatta Eels supporter. Interesting viewing in your household on Friday. Uh, the Storm and the Eels are coming off losses um, in the last round. Jeez, I can't believe I'm saying that. Um, perhaps the Storm loss was the biggest surprise being so high on the ladder with a team like the Newcastle Knights and being able to secure a win at home. So Storm are fourth on the ladder and the Eels are eighth. Both teams will be very hungry to get the win and maintain or improve their position. Gabby, question, will you be watching this with your partner or at separate locations to avoid disagreements? And will your Storm side be looking to blow the Eels out of the park? Great question. Um, I think we'll watch it together. But last time these two teams met, I was the one that had to sleep on the couch because Melbourne narrowly defeated Parramatta. So that was way back in round one, I think. So that seemed like a lifetime ago. But hopefully Melbourne can bounce back from that shock loss this week and do the same. And Parramatta, they also had a tough week last week, as you said, Laney, in Townsville with suspended duo Regan Campbell-Gillard and Mike Acevo. They were out and I think that cost them a lot, suffering a loss to the hands of the Cowboys, but Cowboys were far too good on the night. Let's hope this week Melbourne can get up. This week for them, Craig Bellamy is going with a new centre combination in young Tonema Payer and Marion Seve coming in to replace Remus Smith, who is out with an adductor injury, and Justin Ollum. Nelson Asafasolomona is also out and is being replaced by Tom Eisenhuth. And the suspension of Tarek Sims is offset by the return of Elisa Katoa from an eye injury. And Tyron Wishart also joins the bench. So that's the changes for Melbourne. For Parramatta, there are limited changes. Andrew Davey moves into the starting side to replace Sean Lane, who suffered a dislocated elbow in the loss to the Cowboys. And exciting news for Parramatta fans, Joey Lusick is the new man on the bench, having rejoined the Eels from St. Helens this week. So last week's loss to the Knights actually makes me a little bit nervous in terms of whether or not Melbourne are ready for the finals. I know they're always there and they rarely ever lose two in a row, but I think it's like a bit of a wake-up call Um, and I think they're going to have to make some pretty big statements over the next couple of weeks as they face Parramatta and then next week we have Penrith. So two pretty big games. 
I also think the outs for Melbourne put Parramatta at a bit of an advantage, but the Eels are also missing some key players as well. So hopefully that just balances it all out. I'm going to go Melbourne, obviously, purely based on the fact that I think they would have got a stern talking to from Craig Bellamy and we, yeah, rarely ever see two losses in a row. But I think it'll come down to like one or two points because there's just something about Parramatta when they come up against Melbourne, they just always dig a little deeper and, yeah, this could be hashtag divorce round for Gabby. But who knows? I'm going Melbourne, obviously. Em, who are you going to go? Yeah, I'm going to go with you, uh, Gabby. I'm going for Melbourne and I really hope that they can beat the Eels because, again, that's going to keep them a little bit further off Cowboys' tail. They could be one of the ones that, I mean, they're eight at the moment, but who knows how things are going to go over the next six. So getting them as far away from us as possible is, <laughs> is my best strategy, I think. So, yeah, let's go Storm. What about you, Lachlan? Yeah, I'll go Storm too. I think it's going to be an interesting one. It's really, I think both teams coming off pretty disappointing losses. So it's about which team is going to bounce back the best. And for me, that's always going to be the Storm. So yeah, Melbourne for me. I'm conflicted. (laughs) I know, Gabby, I usually go for Storm and I went for Storm so certain last week and I was just disappointed. And Eels, I don't know. I feel like they're going to be extra hungry. Oh, I don't know. It's Melbourne. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go for Storm, but there's just a part of me that thinks that the Eels are, are probably fighting pretty hard to try and try and get get up here. I've just, never been so nervous for a game, if that helps. This is how I felt with the Warriors-Raiders game last week. Yeah. And, like, and that's like, what it'll be like, that close. You I reckon think. there'll be a golden point field goal in it? Yeah, I think so. It's bound to happen. It's just rugby league law. <laughs> All right, all right. So I'm going to go for Storm with the caveat that I'm I won't be surprised if the Eels win. Same. <laughs> and you're watching this together, you say? Yeah. Um. I, uh, kind of because I feel sorry for him because <laughs> he's just so hard on Parramatta, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I have to talk him off the ledge half the time. I can I can suffer a loss. I'm fine. Him, mm. on the other hand, I feel like Parramatta supporters, they're just, they need support <laughs> and I'm there for him. <laughs> I can't get over how much the Eels supporters, like, turn up huge for their matches, but they love to boo everything, every yeah. bad decision, every, everything, kind of like South fans, actually. Goodness me. They're a different breed. A hundred percent. I live with one. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live with a bunch of them too, Gabby. I know your pain. I'm excited for this. All right. So thank you, Gabby. Um, so the first of the three matches of Saturday will be in Canberra with uh, Ricky Stewart's Green Machine, the Canberra Raiders, taking on the Newcastle Knights. I have a feeling there'll be a big local turnout for this match as the Raiders fans want to see their side stay in the top eight at their number five spot after that close loss to the Warriors in Auckland. So the Knights were the surprising victors in shining armour beating the Storm last round. Gabby, it could be said that was just a speed bump by the Storm in the last round, but the Knights, they were playing some good football. Do you think the Knights will be buoyed off that win to try and upset the Raiders in this upcoming match? I definitely think so. I was listening to the radio on Sunday, I think, and it said something like, only Knights fans and people that don't understand rugby league would have backed the Knights last week. And I feel like that's pretty much it. It was a shock, but it's, I don't want to take away the credit to where the Knights, like they, they played really well. Like they stepped it up and they're like within one point of the top eight. Like I find that really like hard to believe, but at the same time, how good, like 
a home ground victory. Um, yeah, they they were brilliant last week, and they're currently riding a three game winning streak. So they could make it this year, like you said, Lachlan earlier. Like there's a possibility there. The Raiders, on the other hand, they sit inside the top four despite their golden point loss to the Warriors, but they show plenty of resilience, which probably would have made you very nervous, Lainey, last week. Um, travelling over to New Zealand, but they'll be glad to return to Canberra this Saturday to perform in front of their home crowd. Both sides have very minimal changes for the Raiders. Corey Horsburgh was charged with a contrary conduct after last Friday night's game. However, he's free to play after receiving a fine. So Ricky Stewart just sticks with the same 17 squad that almost produced a miracle against the Warriors. For the Knights, again, only one minor change this Saturday to the side that beat Melbourne. Daniel Saifidi will miss the game due to a thigh strain and is being replaced in the front row by his brother, Jacob. Brody Jones joins the bench and although Adam Elliott was charged with a careless high tackle, he received a fine and will remain in the side that will play against his former club. So the last time these sides met in Newcastle, the Knights got the win, 24 points to 12. And after last week with this massive statement the Knights played, I think their season's anything but over. I'm, however, without any confidence at all, going to back the Raiders purely based on the fact that it is a Canberra home game. And I think sort of the same kind of deal with the Knights home game last week. Oh, Canberra home game, they can do magical things there. And I actually think they'll be stronger after the loss to the Warriors. But I would advise for no one to actually sleep on the Knights They absolutely broke my little heart last week and should come with some kind of warning label that they're here to play in 2023, then their season is not over. Um, So, yeah, I'm going Raiders, but, again, not in a confident fashion, just fingers crossed. Em, who are you going to back? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I don't trust either of these teams. They're so hot, cold, confusing. Um, Somehow the Raiders are in fifth. I know we always talk about that. I don't know how that happened. But... Again, like the Knights coming out last week, yeah, it's wild. Um, Part of me wants to tip them for the upset. As you said, the fact that it's a Raiders home game is probably the only thing that's leading me towards going for the Raiders. Looking at the team list, uh, there's a lot of Knights players that I probably prefer, but then I think there's also a lot of Raiders, maybe the um, maybe the forwards I probably prefer in the Raiders team. I always like to pick an upset, so let's go. let's go the Knights for this one. Um, I think Knights really have a right to be feared by Canberra. But, yeah, as you were saying, Gabby, I think just on their home turf, I think they'll just edge them over the line after uh, the Raiders. Big game for Brody Jones. He hasn't played NRL in a little while, so see him included on the bench. I hope he has a good game. Lainey, what do you think? I think I'm, I'm with Emma on this. I don't really trust either side. I know the Raiders are at home, and I think you guys all thought that in that match against the Warriors for the Croker celebration, they couldn't do, they couldn't get the win. Um, and Knights are sort of playing, oh, not to sort of bring this back to the Warriors, but the Knights are kind of playing Warriors footy a little bit. You know, they're, they're you know, coming down both sides for their attack and they're just working things out a little bit better. And they've got, like, Marju on the wings and they've got Dominic Young. They just know how to get the ball and score the tries. And those are the sorts of um, plays that I'm not sure that the Raiders are really ready for. And they didn't show much improvement for that even in their match against the Raiders last week. I mean, sorry, against the Warriors last week. So I'm not using the Warriors as the uh, as the litmus test for the Raiders here, but 
um, they do still have some things to sort out. You know, again, I am a little bit surprised at this high in the ladder. Also, Jack Whiten just had such a shocker in that last match against the Warriors. Nothing was really going right for him. Um, hopefully he's worked that out and, you know, he's come to play for this match with, um, I don't know, fresh legs, fresh eyes and hands that work. Um, but, yeah, I really just can't ignore um, the night side just playing really some good football. If I'm going to apply the same thinking to them as many others have applied to the Warriors, I reckon this is a Knights um, game to take. I feel like they have a little bit more to play for too, coming, being in that 10th spot. It's really important now that they win as many games as possible, whereas I think the Raiders might be a little bit too comfortable. I think I think Canberra could be could rile themselves up a bit to really fight for that top four finish, um, especially after what well, they, they were in fourth last week before they lost to Warriors. I think so. I think um, if the coaching staff really pushed that point, maybe maybe they get a bit excited about that, a bit obsessive about the top four. But yeah, definitely Knights have a lot to play for. Thank you all, and thank you, Gabby. So out at Wollongong for the second match on Saturday, the St. George Illawarra Dragons will be facing the Manly Sea Eagles. Both teams coming off a win in that last round and perhaps the most surprising, or not so much, uh, was that Manly took the win with the Sharks in that past uh, match after a few of us thought their season was mostly done. Anyway, we said the same about the Dragons at one point and they managed to take a big scalp recently showing they have the goods to get a win. Emma, this could be an interesting match. Um, as Manly trying to drop no lower than 11th on the ladder and the Dragons getting their second wind and looking to move up from the 15th spot, is it likely to be a win for the Dragons at their home ground? Mm, well, yeah, it's an interesting one because first look, I think, easy easy Manly. It's 15th versus 11th. Dragons haven't really shown us too much in this season and Manly, have, they've been a bit all over the place, but they've had some good wins. But as my husband reminds me, Dragons are a bit of a bogey team for Manly. Um, they've actually won twice as many times as Manly have in their entire history. So, yeah, it's it's a weird one. I know that, yeah, like Manly's really trying to fight for that um, top eight. I don't know if it's really still in their grasp at all, but they're definitely closer to it than the, the than the Dragons. I think the Dragons are most likely, like like Gabby said, probably going to get the wooden spoon. But, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting game, that's for sure. This is the first time they're playing this year as well. So the last time they played was last year and the um, Dragons actually won 20-6. to six. The Dragons have actually only made one change and it's Connor Molleson is making his NRL debut off the bench in place of Moses Embai, who has been granted an early release and he's moved overseas and has now signed with St. Helens until the end of 2025. That's, as I said, their, their only change against the um, team that beat the Tigers last week. So I think they'll be looking to build on what they had and hopefully they've found a little bit of something to <laughs> finish the season off. For Manly, Teniela Paseca has done his MCL and will be out for the season. And Josh Alloyer has also injured his shoulder. So Matt Lodge and Torfafor Sipley will start the game in their places and Ethan Bullimore will join the bench. Jake Travojevic has passed his HIA and has been cleared to play despite his head knock against the Sharks. Also, Daily Cherry Evans is making his 300 NRL game, um, which is the only the 19th player to ever achieve that at the one club and the 49th all up. So it's a really big achievement for him. And at the same time, Lachlan Croker is also playing his 100th game. So pretty celebratory night for Manly. And I think they will 
take it and run with it and try and get another win. But dragons can do some crazy things to them, so it'll be it'll be interesting if they do it again. But it's the last time the that Manly beat the Dragons at that stadium was back in t- 2003. So it's been 20 years and I'm sure they'll be fighting hard to break that drought, but I think they can do it. What are you thinking, Gabby? Oh, well, now I don't know after hearing that statistic. That's crazy. I was really backing Manly purely based on Daly Cherry Evans playing his 300th game, um, but it's very concerning that they can't win here. I'm not sure. I think I'll just back Manly to play it safe because I haven't backed Dragons all season. Um, so I'll just maintain that consistency. But holy moly, that's that's crazy. This could be like Manly's downfall. Lachlan, what do you think? A uh, bit of a weird one, this one. I think Manly, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what else to add. Yeah, Manly, with more confidence, Manly. I'm a fool. I'm going to go for the Dragons. <laughs> I mean, but we all know that even though you have these big milestones that you're chasing and you're trying to get a big win under your belt and have something to celebrate for these clubs, they don't always do it. If anything, it puts more pressure on them to try and achieve it. And I just think the Dragons don't care anymore. They're just playing with whatever they can whenever they go out there. It's that whole sort of leaving it all on the field. Um, I feel like the Dragons have sort of accepted their fate and thought, you know what, let's just go out and play whatever. If we win, we win. And, like, I know we've been sort of been a little bit negative about the Dragons throughout um, the season about their performance and maybe this is just me trying to atone for that and think well you know we've kind of we haven't really given them a chance so maybe it's just me trying to give them a chance now by trying to tip them and I'm hoping to see um, a change for them. I'm gonna go for Dragons. Gabby's shaking her head you're a fool lady you're a fool they're deceiving is that what you're gonna tell me they're deceiving? Yeah. Quite simply, no. They might honestly. That's crazy stat that they haven't won. Manly haven't won there. If they're going to win, they're going to win this one. The dragon. So well, you said they're a magical, mysterious creature. Maybe this is this is why. Maybe that's it. Yeah, they've won the seven of the last ten games against Manly. Oh my goodness! All right, thank you, everyone, and thank you, um, Emma. All right, so the final match of Saturday is out in Penrith with the Penrith Panthers hosting the Cronulla Sharks. This could be another test for the Sharks as they begin to see some of their good work in the middle of the comp um, coming undone as they face another top eight team, further perpetuating the ongoing concern about their metal and skill. So the first place Panthers have four straight wins under their belt and the Sharks have two straight losses. So let's go to the teams. For the Panthers, Spencer Lanou is out with a knee injury and his bench spot will be taken by Matt Eisenhuth. Centre Isaac Dungle, he's still out with a leg injury that he sustained in that Bulldogs match uh, last round. Also second rower Scott Sorensen, he will actually be playing his 100th NRL game and the whole team, I think, will likely come together to try and get a win so they have something to celebrate post-match. So for the Sharks, Braden Trindle, he remains at 5'8 for the side um, and Matt Moylan's actually been named as the 18th man Wade Graham, he's back from a toe injury, so he's named to start in the second row because Jesse Cole-Cohen entered an early guilty plea on a dangerous contact charge. So he's got a one-match ban. Dale Finucane, he's out, and Cameron, Cameron McGuinness will start at lock. And again, well, COC for Talakai, he returns after a late withdrawal last week, and he's named on the bench. So... This feels easy to me to call between these um, both sides. Sharks last week were a little bit disappointing. They weren't able to show that they could really hold on to uh, that match. They weren't able to really form their attack and they 
you know, we're nicknamed very early on and actually said to be the best attacking side in the competition. It's actually not looking that way anymore. And I think it's just further showing that there are some cracks within their game um, and their playbook. And uh, obviously the defence is still quite lacking. I am also a little bit surprised that uh, at the roster that they've got coming ahead because um, I think, I can't remember which team it is they face next week, but they really do have to win all of their matches if they're serious about staying in this um top eight section of the ladder and like part of me I'm probably being a little bit dismissive and pessimistic here but I don't actually see the Sharks staying um, in the top eight um, especially after this match after the Sharks I actually see other teams sort of moving up and pushing them down Um, that's just a feeling that I have and every time I see them on the field thinking that they're able to recover and um, save their game or save their season again it's just you know, more evidence showing me that they're not able to uh, maintain that dream. I'm sorry. And also with the side at the Panthers, the Panthers really are a strong team. Um, I know they had like a speed bump not that long ago when they got a loss. Um, and then uh, I think we were all kind of surprised, but they actually bounced back really well. The Panthers, um, we've got Nathan Cleary who's back and, you know, everything's just sort of falling back into line, similar in their run as they did uh, for the grand final last year. Um, I see that they're only just going to go from strength to strength. Um, and also the Sharks, they don't have a very good win record against them. The Panthers have won five of their past six matches against the Sharks. So the Panthers know very well how to put the Sharks away. Uh, and also because it's out at Penrith, it's again going to be that big Penrith crowd coming out to uh, really drown out any of those Shark fans who are hoping to try and um, have their voices heard above um, all the fans there in Penrith. I see this as being definitely a Panthers win, and I see it being a very big margin. I, I don't know what fight there'll be in the Sharks. Uh, there are a few key players missing from the shark side uh, that were part of that early team that was helping to um, get a lot of that attack um, you know in the early part of the season and I just don't think they're able to pull it together for this particular match gosh it sounds really negative what do you guys think yeah I think uh, it's an easy Panthers for me Uh, the Sharks could come out and surprise me they've been they've had some good games as well this season but I think something's about the wheels are sort of starting to fall off for me for the Sharks yeah, they're just not quite keeping it together. Don't really know what else to say for them. It's just something's not clicking. And yeah, I think the Panthers will continue it on. And I kind of, I don't want to be mean to the Sharks, but I kind of hope that they <laughs> that they do in this one, just because um, Cowboys are currently tying with the Sharks. So another loss is going to help us out a little bit. So I think it's, yeah, I'm going to tip Panthers. What do you think, Gabby? I agree with what you've both said about the Sharks. They look just like last week, they appeared like a bit, scrambled or something like when you think about like we talked about Brisbane and watching them and the wins that they get they're winning and they make it look like they look relaxed and it's simple and it's just flowing for them and I think the Sharks are almost like in a bit of panic mode like you watch the players it sort of seems like I don't know whether I'm thinking far too deep into this but like they kind of don't look like they're really enjoying it or something like it looks like they're like panicked to try and stay there stay in the top eight but, yeah, like you said, and the wheels are just slowly falling off, I guess. And Penrith, I have to eat my words with them. I wrote them off for a three-peat a few episodes back, but I think it's starting to become a little bit more of a reality. They've found their um, groove again, like you said, Laney, now Nathan Cleary's back, and they look kind of threatening. So, yeah, it's an easy pick with the Panthers this week for me. But who knows? Lachlan? 
Yeah, I think Penrith, for me, I've kind of lost all faith in the Sharks recently. Can I just say how great it is to be at the time of year when we're looking at other teams to see what they need to do so that your team can can get through? I miss the days when the Tigers were, were up there in ninth, always relying on other results. But enjoy the next few months, Emma. It might be a bit nerve-wracking, but all the best for you. Thanks, Lachlan. I really like too, Lainey, and you too. <laughs> and Gabby, why not? <laughs> no, but I feel like Cowboys are the ones that are going to have to, like, get there. Yeah, yeah. I see why you said that, Lachlan. But they will, Em. They will 100%. They'll get there. Oh, I hope so. Fingers crossed. Oh, how good would a Broncos-Cowboys, another rematch be? (laughs) How good would the Cowboys-Warriors grand final be? Actually, that'd be pretty sick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only saying that because the Warriors are above the storm on the ladder. Just letting you know, Gabby. I wasn't sure. Just because of last week's little mishap. That's the only (laughs) reason why. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> That's kind of funny because I recall that the Sharks, after the Magic Round, I just saw their season going downhill, honestly. <laughs> like after Magic Round was when I started to see they weren't really the team that everyone made them out to be. I don't know. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so on Sunday, we head to Rum Country uh, with the Canterbury Bulldogs hosting the Dolphins at Slater Oval for an early afternoon match out in Bundaberg. Both these sides are coming off a loss in recent rounds. Dolphins had the bye, but before the bye, like the Bulldogs recently, the Dolphins were a chum for the Panthers. From a Cinderella start now to their current rank at 13th, the Dolphins are likely hoping to show the Bulldogs why they are a few rungs ahead of them um, who are, and the Bulldogs are at 16th place. Uh, new venue, possibly a chain of, change of scenery to help their efforts. Lachlan, for the first match on Sunday, is there much fans and viewers should expect from this matchup? I think there's definitely more interesting games this week, I'll be honest. But again, I'm, I'm loving the regional grounds. Uh, Bulldogs off to Bundaberg. Obviously, again, the lack of grounds in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane at the moment, um, seeing these alternatives. But the Bulldogs have brought games to Bundaberg before, if I'm not mistaken, I think. But yeah, the Dolphins have kind of quickly fallen away from the top eight. I think pretty predictably, um, obviously, first season lacking that depth. But they've got work to do in this kind of back end of the season. Uh, while the Bulldogs, they're four points clear off the spoon now. So I think that's a fairly comfortable gap, especially with the Tigers behind them who are going to struggle for wins in this back end of the season. So yeah, not too much to play for with these two teams apart from Pride. But yeah, Pride means a lot in the NRL. Both sides won just one out of five of their past games. Uh, the Dolphins had a much-needed bye last week after falling short against Penrith, as you mentioned, and they've had a whole heap of team changes. So Hamaso Tabuifido is back at fullback with Cody Nikarima moving to the halves, partner Sean O'Sullivan, and Anthony Milford moves to the bench with Valence Tavare taking the now open centre spot. And also Jeremy Marshall-King returns at hooker with Raystone out as well. So Kemi Bromwich starts at lock. So massive changes for the Dolphins. Uh, on the other side, the Bulldogs also have massive team changes. They were beaten by Penrith also last week, 44 to 18. So they're in list at the moment. We'll see if this um, changes much before the game. But as of Tuesday, it's Viliami Kikau, Josh Adokar, Jacob Preston, Braden Burns, Toby Sexton, all back on deck. Uh, so those are some massive ins. And we see a big uh, reshuffle as well in the team with all those uh, players returning. So, yeah, both sides have played the Panthers over the past fortnight, which gives us a pretty good kind of measure of how the two teams are going. Obviously, the Dolphins played a bit better against Penrith when that matchup did occur, and they are ahead on the ladder. But I think we do need a balance in all these um, ins for the Bulldogs, which I think will make a noticeable difference um, for sure. I think the Dolphins should hold them, but Bulldogs in a close one. What do you think, Emma? 
like you said, a lot of ins for well, both teams really, but for the Bulldogs especially. I wouldn't be surprised if this is a week where the Bulldogs can finally come out and get another win. But honestly, for me, it's still the Dolphins. I'm low-key hoping that they get a little bit higher up. Um, yeah, I like the Dolphins still, and I'm going to tip them. I had the Dolphins originally, but seeing all these ends for the Bulldogs, it makes me a little bit nervous. Um, I think Kikau being back will be massive, massive boost, as you said, Lachlan, for the Bulldogs. I'm just thinking maybe with it being in Bundaberg, maybe the Dolphins not having to travel as far as the Bulldogs. I'll go the Dolphins. I'll go the Dolphins. Laney? I like Kikau. I think he's a great player. I don't know what he's going to bring after being out since round four. I mean, like, that is a long time to not be playing. Gosh, it was a big signing too. So I don't know what the sickly package looks like for NRL players. Um, so he's opposite Golfusi and, yeah, I'll be interested to see how those guys um, get it together. I, I'm going to go for Dolphins. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because there are just some moments where I see Matt Burton on the field and I just think, does it have to always be a kick bomb? Can you not just be a little bit more thoughtful with um, what you're going to do for the fifth tackle here? It's just always a bomb. And it's like, he's so predictable. And I'm feeling the Dolphins just know exactly what to expect. I'm just going to go for the Dolphins. Um, I do feel like there are some players that will be able to run around Valence Tefade pretty easily, though, for the Dolphins because he's starting and like his defense isn't exactly measuring up to what I actually would have expected it to be. I'm sorry balance if you're listening to this um but Nikarima actually plays I think um, a lot better in that 5-8 position than Matt Burton so I'm gonna go for the Dolphins I just hope they can all keep a cool head it feels like every time Golfussi gets on the field or Bromwich one of them are in danger of getting a suspension and a report in a sin bin so yeah it's really about keeping a cool head but yeah I'm definitely going for the Dolphins look shame on me remember how last week I said oh yeah Cameron Serrano's probably got the cheat codes to be able to beat the Panthers. Nothing. They they came with nothing to that match to show that they had anything or even heard me or thought about what they needed to do to just, I don't know, be ready for it. Bulldogs just couldn't get themselves together. And if they couldn't get themselves together with the team they had last week, and they had a pretty good team the week prior, I'm I'm like hard pressed believing that they're going to have the team ready for for this particular match too. I I think Serrano is just popping and changing people around the place, you know, hoping and yeah, I'm just not confident. Sorry, Bulldogs, you broke my heart last week and you couldn't beat the Panthers. Damn it! Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Lachlan. All right, it's the final match for Sunday and the round is out. At, it's at Gold Coast and we have been for some time hoping that the Gold Coast Titans could save their season and move further up the ladder. They're 14th and they're taking the North Queensland Cowboys who are on fire as the season moves towards finals. Much like last year as they are starting to show solid form at this point of the competition. Emma, it's away from Townsville and the Cowboys have shown they are able to win away after we on the show had some reservations about their ability to secure a win away. However, this matchup is in the beautiful Gold Coast against the Titans, who are going to be hoping to improve their win stats. So what can we expect from the final match of the round? Will it be as crazy as it usually is or just as we expect it to be? Queensland Derby, another one of them. Um, Like you said, the Cowboys did prove that they can win away. And the Titans, yeah, as I said at the start of the year, they don't really use their home ground advantage much and lose a lot of the time. So I'm hoping that that doesn't really affect the Cowboys. Um, the Titans had a bit of an opposite game last week. They lost the first half, but managed to pull out some magic in the last 15 minutes, although it wasn't enough to get the win over the Roosters, which I would have thought they could have done without much trouble, but that wasn't the case. 
Cowboys got their sixth straight win in a row on the weekend, taking down the Eels and then passing them in the ladder to push into the seventh. So, yeah, now, now the Titans are sitting in 14th. I think they would need a miracle to make it final. So I haven't done all the math to figure out if they can, but, yeah, it would be pretty um, phenomenal for, for them to be able to come back and make it in there. For the Titans team list, Joe Stimson is back starting in the second row after playing from the bench last week. Cleese Huss will switch to the bench. Isaac Liu is named to start at prop and Chris Randall on the bench, but they could possibly swap on game day like they did last week. Aaron Clark played 55 minutes at lock last week and is set to start there again. Tino Fasul Malawi is still out on suspension. For the Cowboys, unfortunately, Jeremiah Nanai picked up a nasty AC joint injury, which could cost him up to six weeks on the sideline now. So Kulikefu Finifuaki moves into the starting side and Sam McIntyre joins the bench. Jermaine Tournoir-Brown is also on the bench to replace Griffin Neem, who failed his HIA. So, yeah, the Cowboys are the favourites. Uh, we've had a pretty good track record against Titans lately. The Cowboys did win the last match, which was a home game, but also won last year when the Titans were at home. So I'm um, holding on to that pretty tightly and hoping that they can get the win again this weekend. Um, but, yeah, as far as completion rate and tackle efficiency, I was looking at before, they're both actually pretty similar, but... For some reason, the Titans just really struggled to convert that to points and wins. And, um, yeah, their for and against is a lot different to the Cowboys. But, yeah, who knows? They could come out and beat us, but I really hope not. What are you thinking, Lachlan? Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, Cowboys, I think you should be fairly confident, Emma. But, yeah, I was a bit disappointed with the Titans. I was pretty confident that they'd get the win last week, and they didn't. So, yeah, I'm a bit heartbroken by them. But, yeah, I think Cowboys should get the job done. I'm definitely going to go over the Cowboys. How could I not? They're just looking so good right now. And they're looking really fit as well. Just, yeah, able to get away with some great tries and, yeah, defensively pretty strong. So, yeah, definitely Cowboys for me. I'm going to go the Cowboys too. I just agree with what all you guys said. Go Cowboys. <laughs> Your powers better not start working suddenly this round, Gabby. I'll be quite disappointed. Oh, no, no. They're passed on the Cowboys now. Mm. Oh, man, I really hope we win this. <laughs> you will. It'll be good too. Okay, so the NRLW season's underway and we actually saw the first biting suspension um, to be uh, given in the past round. Let's do a quick round of what our tips are for the NRLW. Who are you backing this coming round? How's that, Lachlan? Tigers are at the top of the table after the uh, first round for uh, the NRLW. I've just got to give a shout-out to them. Hopefully that isn't the only win. <laughs> I guess, fingers crossed, that uh, that's a bit of a trend. But, yeah, good on them. Okay, so first match on Thursday, uh, Broncos versus Titans. Who are you guys going for? I'm going Broncos. 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 All right. Broncos broke my heart last week. Uh, I'm going to go for Broncos, hoping. All right, now next match was on Saturday, Raiders versus Roosters. Roosters are second on the ladder, by the way, and Raiders are seventh. Yeah, I'm going Roosters. Roosters, easily. Roosters. I'm just going to go Raiders because um, Dragons versus Eels also on Saturday. It's out in Wollongong. I'm going to say Dragons. I'm going to go Para. I'm going to go Para. Yeah, I'm going to go Para too. All right. Knights versus Cowboys. Knights are third on the ladder. It's out at Balmore. Um, Cowboys are sixth on the ladder. Is this like, are we expecting everyone to go with the Cowboys? <laughs> no, I'm going Knights. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dark Horse team, yeah. Knights, yeah. yeah. 
I'm going the Cowboys. I thought we came out strong that first game last week. Just uh, couldn't hold on to it, but score the first try. So better luck this week. This week. Knights for me. Yeah, I'm going to go Knights. Sorry, Emma. <laughs> uh, and final match of the round: uh, first place West Tigers versus the fourth place Sharks, and it's over at Belmore as well. This is a Sunday match. Yeah, let's go Tigers. Yeah, Tigers. Tigers. This is the um the New South Wales Women's Premiership Grand Final from last year's rematch. And there you have it, everyone. That is our show. Thank you so much, Emma, Lachlan and Gabby. Great to have the band back together again after a few weeks where we were missing a couple of uh, panellists who were on the bench. So we wish your team a great round of football with no injuries and no suspensions. If you are heading out to any of the matches for this round, please be safe and have fun. Listeners, we truly appreciate your support and hope you can tune in regularly. Please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Thank oh, you. I take a Super League contract easy. We do. Lachlan, <laughs> yeah. I expect to see you running a Super League club over there in, in perhaps 15 to 20 years. If I don't see that, I'm going to be quite disappointed. Yeah, you're like the head coach of Wigan. That'd be good. <laughs> That'd be perfect. Yeah.